0: Did you know that over 67% of second marriages and 74% of third marriages end in divorce? Yikes. But how would you like it if I could show you exactly the steps you need to take so that you don't wind up as a statistic? If you want to become the happiest stepmom you know, without needing to leave your marriage to find happiness then i'm inviting you to join me in a free online training that i'll be hosting very soon to get on the waitlist you can go to bit.ly/happystepmom that's bit.ly/happystepmom during this training i'm going to show you a next level mindset shift that instantly made me happier no matter how much sh- it was hitting the fan in my step family if you are listening to this podcast it probably means that you want to feel valued and respected and peaceful and confident as a stepmom learning this mindset shift is crucial to making that happen for you I'll also show you the exact process I personally used to save my marriage and my sanity that didn't involve becoming a doormat in my house or Facebook stalking my husband's ex-wife or resenting my stepson. And the best part is that it also didn't involve leaving my house to drive downtown to go to my therapist's office. And finally, I'll show you, I'll help you to find a feeling that's worth even more than number one and two combined. And that is having peace of mind as a second wife and stepmom. Even better yet is actually enjoying my home life again, because the way I was barely surviving before I followed this process made me feel frustrated and desperate and embarrassed while I spiraled out of control toward divorce. This free online training is happening really soon, and seats are limited. So make sure to get on the waitlist ASAP. Again, to get on the waitlist, head over to bit.ly/happystepmom. That is b i t .l happy stepmom. Stepmom with an O for all my UK gals. Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail? I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the Queen of Your Castle. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Queen of Your Castle podcast. I am your host, Brittany Lynch, and I am so, so excited today to bring another purple unicorn goddess stepmom to you as a very special guest. So today... On the show, we have Jen Stillian, Stillian like Million. Mm -hmm. Jen Stillian has been a stepmom for 12 years. And Jen Stillian has also helped hundreds of women transform their wellness with dance. She is an empowerment speaker, transformation coach, and dance educator. She is the creator of the employee wellness program called Move Into Wellness as a speaker and facilitator to large audiences on how to improve their overall well-being with group dance activities, inspiration, and wellness techniques. She's also the author of the guidebook, Move Into Daily Wellness, to help further along the wellness journey of her audience, followers, and students. Jen is now offering her online membership program for women called Dance Into the New You. A fun and intuitive experience of transforming your life with the joy of dance and wellness tools and becoming the woman of your dreams, the real you. Beautiful, amazing. Thank you, Jen, so much for being here.
1: Yay, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of
0: Woo-hoo. course, of course. Woohoo. <laughs> so, Jen, you yes. have been a stepmom for 12 years. Yes. You have been a stepmom for 12 years. I would imagine in 12 years of stepmotherhood, you have a lot to say. I do. I have a lot to say. Mm -hmm. A lot to say. So I guess maybe the first place that we'll go is what was life like for you when you first met your partner? What did you think your life was going to be like as a stepmom? Mm -hmm. And what did it turn out to be?
1: Well, in the beginning, you know, it's all unicorns and rainbows. You're in love. And when I met my husband in 2008, it, it was just that. It was like, I found my soulmate. This is the person I want to share my life with. And, you know, it was, it was an infatuation. You're, you're so just like, not that you're blinded by love when you know, you know, and I knew this is the one I was going to spend the rest of my life with. But along with, you know, with Nick is my husband who came with his daughter and she was nine at the time. She's 21 now, but she was nine at the time. And you know her and I instantly connected and instantly got along and I was like, "You know what?" And then the first couple of years we were dating, we lived together right away. It happened very fast. Our life started. Uh, we ended up being entrepreneurs as well. I mean, I was I came into many roles very early on. Like I wore the hat of an entrepreneur, started my own business, became a stepmom, became a wife and a partner. And it was a lot of roles at once, but in my brain, I'm like, you know what? This is the love of my life. I can do this. This is going to be fun. I get to be a mom because, you know, I don't have my own kids. And I was like, well, this will fulfill my, you know, maybe my need of wanting to be a mom. Not that I wanted to be one, but I was like, I totally have this bond with this girl and this is going to be awesome. I'm going to be an amazing role model. However, however, I would say in the first, Two or three years, we started to notice some signs that uh, our daughter was showing signs of depression and anxiety, and she started to talk to us about those thoughts, and she started to have suicidal thoughts, and and then that eventually led to cutting herself, and that eventually led to suicidal attempts, and in the midst of that, we discovered that she was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. So I would say within the first three or four years, our life was completely turned upside down. And not only was I navigating through this new family dynamic of being a stepmom and learning how to, and what that meant and stepping into this role, but here I was going to, here I became a stepmom to a mentally ill child who had all of these things happening to her. And it was our number one focus i mean she was living in and out of institutions all we were doing was trying to save her life and it affected every aspect of our life i mean it started to affect our business our finances our marriage our relationship and it went on for years and if you don't know what borderline personality disorder it's like living with somebody who goes from 0 to 10 in 2 seconds it's somebody who's volatile and imagine a preteen and then eventually a teen Totally. I mean, you have the you have the normal teenage things that happen where they talk back at you. They have the attitude. You know, it's already um, not fun living with a preteen or teenager. But have the borderline personality disorder on top of that. Have all these things that are happening. It shakes up your environment, and you. I know what happened with me is that I began to disappear. I began to lose myself, mm-hmm. and because our whole environment was fear. And the thing is is that when I was approaching this as being a stepmom, um, I thought it would be all fun and you know I was excited to do birthdays with her and decided to do all the fun occasions and go take her to Disneyland and you just have this like fantasy in your head. But then you you start to you realize that you're like this is this is the love of my life who I've I've come into their lives they're already, they've already been who they are. They've, you know, she was already nine at the time. And my husband's been a parent to her already. And I'm walking into their family dynamics. And I noticed that I, it was because of me, I noticed that I was losing my voice, that I, I chose that. I noticed that I was like, wait a second. So him and the wife or the ex-wife, not the wife, I was the wife, sorry, the ex-wife, you know, they were making decisions based on her. And why wasn't I part of that? And why wasn't certain things, you know, just even your environment, like chores and like, why I, I was like, how do I navigate and use my voice and speak up for myself? Because this was my environment too. She's living under my roof as well. And I'm a partner and I'm in this family dynamic. But you have, I mean, the thing is, nobody gives you a manual, how-to manual when you become a stepmom. You have no fucking idea what you're going to do. You just, you don't. And you're like, you're completely alone and you're navigating through this, this whole thing. And I just, it was really hard to figure out. And I kept choosing to be quiet and I kept choosing to hide. And I thought, you know, my voice won't matter because I'm, and I would use this, this limited belief. I'm not her mom. So why would I say anything? Mm -hmm. I'm not her mom. So why would I even speak up? Mm -hmm. And my husband did not, he did not put any of those messages on me at all. He's, you know, he encouraged me to, but Jen, what do you think? What do you think? He opened up that part of me. And then if, if she, my daughter, my stepdaughter, is she, and I'm not going to use her name for right now, but if, if she came to me, if she did something, like, oh, man, you know, take my makeup without asking, borrow my clothes without asking. I mean, there's 50 million things that these kids do, and, and I would not speak up and confront her because I was afraid. First of all, I was afraid I didn't want her to, to not like me. That was the biggest thing. And I just didn't use my voice. And then on top of that, living with somebody who's mentally ill, a borderline, and then us going through that trauma and that crisis over a, over a period of time, I really lost myself. I lost myself to the point where I, I didn't know who I was. I had PTSD. I lost my identity. I I just, I did not know what to do. And it came to the point where I remember hiding in my closet Hiding in my closet and starting doing shots of vodka and watching, and I would numb myself watching hours and hours and hours of Netflix. It got to that point where I was hitting rock bottom and I'm like, oh my God. Because with her, she would have these outbursts, like these rage, terrible outbursts. And that's that is a characteristic of a borderline, where she would attack you, attack you, and I would always be the person she would attack verbally. It is abuse, it is terrible. And It's a nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare. And I would not speak up for myself. I would go into my closet and I would just do shots of vodka. And it got to that point where I was like, this, this is, I'm hitting rock bottom. And even though we were all in therapy, we were all in therapy throughout this whole time. And she eventually did go away into an institution. She did, did go, out of, get, go out of state to an institution for a year and a half. And my husband and I did have time to heal, but it was during that time where I was like, the, the therapy, the the work that we were doing to get the help that we needed was not enough. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that therapy doesn't work because it does, but it. I realized that there was a point where the only person that's going to help my myself is myself. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: The only person that is going to change is me. I could not change her and I could not change my husband. And my husband, he was in a role where he was like navigating through his role of worrying about me and worrying about his daughter. And, you know, and it was to the point where I was like meddling and I was codependent. I would go to him and be like, you need to tell her this and this and this for me, you know, passing along that. So he was in this terrible role as well. And so it got to the point where I was like, I'm tired of feeling trapped and powerless and voiceless, and I cannot change what's happening. And also I was blaming her. And blaming him for all of the shit that happened. Mm-hmm. So, the first step, I had to take responsibility for my choice. And there were many times where I could have left that marriage. I mm-hmm. had that choice. Mm-hmm. But because of my love for him, oh, getting emotional.
0: Wow. Okay. Excuse me. Not at all. <sighs> Lots of space here
1: this is real (laughs) because of my love for him and my love for her. And I, and the thing is, she was just a child. I mean, I can't even imagine being 12 all the way to 19 and going through this. I can't even imagine what she's been through. She was fighting for her life. And Here I was blaming her and blaming the situation when I had to take responsibility and I had to make the choice and the choice was me. Mm -hmm. So what I had to do was take care of myself and what I did is I worked with life coaches and experts and studies personal, personal development and I figured out tools and techniques To get myself well i had to get myself out of ptsd because i was i had so much ptsd from so many insane scenes that happened with her trying to commit suicide that i i had to pull myself from the depths of despair and darkness and bring myself back to life again Mm -hmm. because if you know me i love unicorns i'm like I'm all about joy and I'm all about life and I love rainbows and I'm a fun, joyous, you know, bubbly person. And I lost my spark. Mm-hmm. I lost me.
0: I, I. First of all, commend you for this realization that you've had and for this place that you got to when you said like, I have to take responsibility for this. Mm -hmm. I have to take responsibility for how I'm feeling. I have to take responsibility for hiding in my closet, doing shots of vodka. I have to take responsibility for that. And unfortunately, among the stepmom community, Mm -hmm. in my interpretation, there is such a lack of personal awareness and a lot of a lot of the people who are out there spreading the message of stepmoms are spreading their message from the place that you were at when you were hiding in your closet doing shots of vodka. And when I, where I was at just a handful of years ago, hiding in my bathtub at the bottom of a wine bottle. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of the information that's out there right now creates almost like an acceptability for being in that victim mentality and saying my life is happening to me and it's everybody else's fault that I'm feeling this way. And it really isn't until we take that personal responsibility back and mm-hmm. the girls in the stepmom story masterclass just learned all about taking personal responsibility. I chose to be in a relationship with this person. I chose there are 8 billion people in the world and mm-hmm. I chose to be in a relationship with this person. So I have two options, right? Yeah. Get better or leave. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. And I mean, I know the ending to your story is that you chose to get better and you started pulling on to that. So I've talked about this before. Usually there's a TSN turning point in a stepmom's yeah. a stepmom's journey. It's like yeah. I have, I'm faced with these two options. Either I can get divorced or I can get myself better. Yeah. Um, so it's amazing that you got to this place where you were able to say, I need to take responsibility for this and I need to get a life coach and I need to get help from people. I need to invest the time, invest the energy, invest the money in myself because I am the only one who can fix, you can't change your circumstances, no. right? You can only change your interpretation of those circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. So where was the first step after your TSN turning point where you said, I take responsibility for this. I am not, I'm a joyful person. I love unicorns and rainbows and sparkles and joy. And anyone who, if you look at Jen for one second, you cannot be sad when you look at her because she's (laughs) radiant and joyful and always covered in sparkles. And she has purple hair. And there's a picture of a unicorn behind her right now. Jen is joy. Jen is joy. So, mm-hmm. what was your first step? A lot of people are, I think, worried to test out that personal development process because they think, you know, therapy is the only option. There aren't a lot of therapists that worry about step family dynamics or know what they're doing, right? It's kind of keeps you in this pit. Mm-hmm. So what was your what was your dip your toes in kind of getting started into personal development for maybe someone who's never experienced personal development before and thinks that therapy is the only option?
1: Um hire a coach, hire an expert. I mean, I, Brittany, I wish I had you. I wish I knew somebody who was, and I actually personally found a um, a coach who, she actually was a therapist, but she became a life coach um, who specialized in um, family dynamics like this. Mm. So, um, So she knew how to really speak into my life. I hired her and I was resistant in hiring a coach because I had these limited beliefs. Again, it's too expensive, but because that comes from, you don't value yourself. You're not valuing yourself. So you're putting a, a dollar sign on it. Absolutely. So hiring a coach was the first step. Um, and I studied different techniques. Like what really helped me was EFT tapping, emotional freedom technique, tapping um i've been studying it for 5 years and now i teach it um that really helped me a lot of breathing techniques um i had i actually started working with a spiritual mentor as well i really just i was really bold i i know there's a lot of people who are hesitant they don't know where to begin um and now we have all these resources online where you can just you know google stepmom experts stepmom coach cuz they're out there like you Brittany. So that's kind of how I started, and then I started to apply and there's so many techniques and tools out there. you just got to find the ones that work for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, meditation did not work for me. I was like, what there's got to be other tools out there um, and I actually being a dancer my whole life, I was not dancing at the time. I started just to dance in my living room for me. Mm-hmm. I would put on a song that I loved, and I just would move and that allowed me to just get out of my head and get into my body and my heart and to express myself in that way. That really started to heal me. I just wanted to, to get to know Jen. I wanted to just be with me and not put any more time or energy towards my family. I had to. It had to begin with me and I chose me. So I put myself first and everything that I did. I woke up in the morning was the first thought that I had in my mind was me. And it wasn't a selfish act. It's a selfless act. Because when you put yourself first, everybody around you is affected by it. Everyone. So if you're in this, if you have this energy and not of like wanting to control the basic, the underlying energy is fear. You're afraid, you're afraid, you're afraid. And so you have to be, you have to manage your energy. And it begins with how you view yourself and how you love yourself. And so, oh my gosh. I mean, I went through everything. I went through like books and I think the first journey was hiring, hiring expert just to answer your question. So Mm, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. there's a lot of techniques I started using for sure.
0: Sure. (laughs) Sure. And and it comes with time, right? It comes with time yeah. and practice and, yeah. and you try certain things out and you tried meditation. It didn't work for you. Right. And yeah. and that's yeah. the beautiful thing about personal development is that once you cross over into this world, you yep. realize there's there's this whole other world that you had no idea even existed, right? Yeah. Totally. So yeah. So just get started. Just get yeah. started is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, just get started. You can't do it on your own a major factor is I had women in my life I was not reaching out to. Mm-hmm. And I I felt ashamed. You have this shame factor. And I felt guilty. I was like, I don't want people to know that I'm freaking doing shots in the closet. And like I, I felt unproductive. My business was going down under. We were like, our finances, everything was suffering because we were living in fear. Mm-hmm. And I felt ashamed and I didn't, I would give little snippets. It was what's going on to close family members and friends, but I didn't want the world to know what was going on. Mm -hmm. And that was a big mistake. I learned, I learned that it takes the bravest step that you can take is to ask for help and to tell a community of women. And that's the beauty part of social media too. There are Facebook groups. There are, there are groups out there of women who are going through exactly what you're going through. Mm -hmm. And it takes you to be brave enough to say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. I need help. Mm -hmm. And once I started to get involved into a community, it got me out of hiding. It got me out of the shame. It got me out of suppressing everything. I felt suppressed. And um, your vulnerability is your superpower. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm
0: I want to speak a little bit to, you know, you said your finances were suffering, your business was suffering, your, your, your financially you were going under yet. You still, you still found the money to prioritize hiring a coach. Yeah. So I think a lot of people have fear. They think I don't have enough money for this, or I don't have enough time for this. Meanwhile, my life is burning down around me. And Mm -hmm. my goal when I like my goal with the community that I serve is just like you spoke, you want to become the woman who has it all, but not just on the outside. So on the outside, looking in, you've got this business, you've got a marriage, you're not really telling anybody what's going on. You're putting on your brave face and then you're hiding in your closet Mm -hmm. doing shots, right? Or me in my bathtub chugging wine. So there's this facade that a lot of stepmoms put on that like, everything's fine, right? But when you peel away the onion layers, everything is not fine. Mm -hmm. And so it takes a lot of It takes a lot of courage, like you said, to just be vulnerable, to get vulnerable enough to say, it's time to shift this. So you went through personal development and then you started Mm -hmm. going down that path and then obviously your life started turning around. Yep. Yep. So what are, I guess, what are some lessons that you learned from that and how you've applied them to your business and like your why and your community and your people?
1: Hmm. I mean it when I started this path of wellness first of all I knew that my highest value it began to I my highest value is my my wellness and my well-being and that ties in with your self-worth your self-worth is the key to everything that you want in life and That's something that you may understand. You you might be shaking your head right now listening to us. Yeah, we know it's about self worth, about self love. I get it. I get it. But are you really living from that place? Are you really embodying that? Because there's a difference between understanding and knowing. Mm -hmm. And when you know you are worth it, when you know you are worth investing in a life coach, and I figured that out, by the way, I figured out what I had to let go in my finances to afford one because I knew by investing in that my life would change. And it did because I had her voice in my life. I knew investing and I even invested in personal development programs, um, for my business and for my wellness as well. I knew that that money that, I, that I was putting towards that energy that I was, and cause you know, money is energy putting towards myself was going to come back to me tenfold. And it did. Mm-hmm. And I think what I, as I started to get well, and started to get healthy, it wasn't so much the words, it was seeing, and I know what happened, it was like my stepdaughter and my husband was seeing me coming back to life. They would see me carve out uninterrupted time for me, they're like, oh, that's Jen's time. She's going to go work out. She's going to go do, I, you know, like I call it a play date with myself. She's going to go, she has this, and nobody can, can interrupt me in, during that time. And because of those little acts, they started to change. (laughs) And it was like a ripple effect. It was pretty amazing. They started, I would learn how to make boundaries for myself. And if she was going to come to me and verbally attack me, I would use my voice. Now I would not, there's, there's a whole distinction between reacting, reacting towards and being on their level or responding. Do not talk to me that way. I don't like the way you're talking to me right now. That is not okay. Like I didn't, I didn't even have that voice. So I, through the, it's hard to, it's hard to explain when you, <laughs> with like words, when you start to really work on yourself, you start to value yourself so much to the point where you just don't put up with any shit from anybody and you put yourself, you're the, you're the, you're, go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry.
0: Uh, no, not at all. I was just going to yeah. say that's, this is, this is something that I bring to my clients all of the time is I do not have space in my life for things that make me feel like shit. Yeah. I don't have space in my life to be berated. I don't yeah. care if you have a mental illness. I don't care if you were married to my husband first. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't have space in my life for things that make me feel like shit. Yeah. So you have to find that voice to say, this makes me feel like shit. Yeah. And I'm not putting up with it. I'm not putting up with it. I'm not standing for it because what did what's that saying? I'm not letting anyone walk through my inner peace with their muddy footprints, right? Like I'm not letting anyone walk through my mind with their muddy footprints. So the first time that you, that you found your voice and you started expressing that, do you remember that moment or was it just kind of a gradual, like, I'll try a five minute alone time here. I'll try a five minute alone time here. Was it like a switch that flipped for you? I think it,
1: I think it was gradual. I think Mm -hmm. it was gradual for me. And even with the, um, ex-wife, um, you know, I was like, with certain texts, I'd be like, Nope, I don't have to respond to her because I I am somebody who I, I was somebody who was a people pleaser. I just wanted everyone to like me. And again, that's all about wanting to feel validated. You're afraid to rock the boat. You're afraid of the reaction. So you're just playing nice and you're trying to get along with everybody. Well, I'm sorry. Even the ex-wife don't put up with, don't put up with anything that doesn't serve you. That doesn't, Mm -hmm. you have every right to be, and you are a powerful, powerful woman. Use your voice, make a boundary. You don't have to make a scene. Don't make a scene. Just cut it off. You don't have to, you don't have to feel validated by her. You don't owe her anything. Just let her be her. Let her do her if she's crazy, let her do her crazy thing and go on your merry way. Like, you know, and if she steps over a boundary, you set that boundary again. Use your voice. Mm -hmm. My husband was incredible throughout this whole thing. He really was amazing throughout this whole thing. And what I didn't do enough was like say, like Brittany, what you just said was go to, go to him and be like, I feel like shit. Like this, I don't feel good about this. And he also was, he's was the peacemaker. So he would be like, he would like not want to rock the boat either. And he would want to smooth things over with his daughter and to smooth things over with me. And and I would always pressure him like, do you know what she just did to me, what she said to me, are you going to go do something about it? Mm-hmm. And I, I would do that all the time with him. And then that, when I realized that's, I think that's when that kind of, then gradually, it just kind of just switched for me when I was like, oh no, I'm not going to go to him. I'm going to go to her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do, I'm responsibility of my own voice. Mm-hmm. She can't do that to me. Mm-hmm. So she can't walk all over me because I've all over me. So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs>
0: uh, sh- hey, there's no right and wrong. There's no right and wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's just. <laughs> There's just what comes out yeah so i'm 'm curious now, the work that you do, um, I know that you have a program where you teach women mm-hmm. how to basically find their voices through dance, find their power through dance, yeah. find themselves through dance, yeah, so can you speak uh, just just gush, just tell me exactly <laughs> what it just tell me what, exactly what it is that you do and the power that you bring to women through. Reconnecting with that part of themselves that most people shut off.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, dance is the most vulnerable form of movement. And when I go to speak at events, and sometimes they don't preface becoming, they don't know they're going to dance. And I'm in front of like 200 people or 300 people, and I come in and I'm introducing what I'm going to do, and the, the you you hear you see the the face the what's happening on their faces. Like everyone's in sheer. Like terror, because they're going to dance. It's the funniest thing. A lot. It's of people, like you're asking them to show
0: up naked in the front of the room, right? Yes. Like, yeah. so I'm like yeah. what is? Ha-?
1: And then you have those few women that are like, "Yeah, I can't wait," but they just look like they're like a deer in headlights. And the thing with dance, it, it it's such a metaphor for life because just like being a stepmom, is that you you are you're scared and you're vulnerable and you don't want to put yourself out there just like the dance floor i mean all of us have danced one time or another in our lives whether it's a club or a wedding we've gone out there but when you think about when you arrive on the dance floor do you have to have a few drinks to be to go out there because you're so vulnerable you don't want to show people your body or are you somebody who has to wait forever for those few people to get on the dance floor for you to get to get on there so you can feel comfortable with yourself the thing is you want to be the person You don't need drinks. I mean, we all like the alcohols once in a while, but you just need to be you moving one step at a time, dancing one step at a time is each step is self-care. And then before you know it, you're dancing. And so I use dance to get people out of their comfort zone. I use dance to get them out of hiding. And my program and my message is everyone loves to dance because when you're dancing, it is just an instant download of joy. It's just Mm -hmm. an instant joy. We've all been there. Every single one of us have danced. And when you get out of your head of you can't dance, I can't dance. I have two left feet. I look silly. When you let go of those messages, when you let go of this message of being a stepmom of I don't have a voice, I can't do it. It's too hard. When you let go of the stupid voices, And you step out into the light you soon discover it's not as scary as you think you soon discover the boogie bed you face the boogeyman there's no boogeyman under there anyways it's like oh when you open the cover there's no boogeyman it's like it's not as scary as you think and you step into your power and you discover the real you and I take people, whether it's a live event or my program, I take them through a transformational process. I take, it's not just dance. It's a lot of different self-care tools, visualization, tapping, journaling, different kinds of ways of breathing and guided meditation because transformation is a process. It's not a quick fix. And in my process of becoming unwell and unhappy and and miserable to becoming well was a process mm-hmm. it doesn't happen overnight mm-hmm. and that's why you need experts like a coach and guides and programs to help you along the way and everybody wants a quick fix everybody wants to it happen now and it doesn't it's a practice mm-hmm. and so i've taught the, through my journey that's what i that's why i'm so passionate about specifically helping women to step into their power to be Truly themselves to 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 have fun again. That's Mm -hmm. the thing that I missed is I lost my fun and my joy spark. And it doesn't matter how old you are, like you still love unicorns and rainbows and put purple in your hair. And you know, it doesn't matter how hard it is, what your family dynamic is, as being a stepmom, don't lose that inner child in you. Your inner child speaks to to your children. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to heal her and don't lose that part of yourself.
0: So, Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. Beautiful. <laughs> um, is there anything else? Any other words of wisdom? Actually, let's go here. Mm. If you now, Jen, here sitting in front of me with her purple hair and her unicorn behind me, <laughs> if you could give one piece of advice to 12 year ago, Jen when you're Mm. just starting your relationship, Mm. what would that message be?
1: Mm. You have the power. You have the power inside of you to change, to change your life. You have the power all along and it's up to you. It has nothing to do with your stepchildren. Your children has nothing to do with your spouse. It has nothing to do with your business. It has nothing to do with people or circumstances it has to do what's going it has to, everything has to do with you mm-hmm. so you are the energy behind every action you do every day you are the energy behind the people and the circumstances in your life so change you it begins with you mm-hmm. that's probably what I would tell her mm-hmm. yeah
0: she probably wouldn't be ready to hear it but at least would no. be <laughs> you flip me off but yeah <laughs> but it'd be sitting in there percolating. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Thank you so much for sharing that message with us. You really have such a beautiful perspective and it is honestly every single day that I show up to serve my community, same as every day that you show up to serve your community. Hmm. It feels like all that we want is for women just to fucking realize how amazing and beautiful and worthy that they are how yes. worthy that they are and yes. strip away all these years that society conditions us to believe you have mm-hmm. to be someone's wife to be valuable. You have to be somebody's mom to be valuable. You yes. have to look a certain way to dance. You have to look a certain way to go on a Facebook live. right? And, and a lot of this stuff isn't, isn't women's fault we don't realize the way that we're programmed we don't realize the way that we're taught to hate ourselves mm-hmm. but you know when you know better you do better and the first step is awareness and you, wh- how you're doing this by bringing it to women by teaching them that it's okay to get vulnerable by moving their bodies that's just yeah. incredible so yeah, absolutely if our listeners would love to check out your purple hair, move their, <laughs> shake their groove things with you, where are the best places that we and they can find you online or otherwise?
1: Definitely my Instagram, Instagram account and my Facebook page.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, and I will make sure to link those in the show notes. But yeah. for those who are driving and don't have a pen and paper, how could, what, is, what are your handles?
1: It's at Jen Stillian. It's one N Jen Stillion like million, and again my Facebook page is Jen Stillion, and that's that's where my releasing my name, my program tomorrow. So whoop whoop, yeah whoop
0: whoop. So if you want to move your shake your groove thing, yeah, Hit up our girl Jen. <laughs> okay, I'll make sure to link those in the show notes and thank you oh, so much Jen for Brittany. being here. It was a, it's been a slice.
1: It's been amazing. Thank you, Brittany.
0: Of course. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode and in no time spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me. If after you subscribed, You jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week, same time, same place. I love you so much, I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend.